Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittes, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is the golden rule. The golden rule. The one who has all the gold makes all the rules. There you go, friends. That one was, uh, yeah, probably realer than we care to admit, right? But, um, but the other golden rule, the one that's, you know, the biblical one and whatnot. Uh, treat others as you would like them to treat you. Isn't that the golden rule? Isn't that a nice thing to think about? And doesn't it make sense that if we treat others the way we want to be treated, how do we want to be treated? We want to be maybe appreciated, respected, listened to, cared for. That seems like a fairly general nice way of being, right? Do we all want that? Kind of. Probably at some level, but maybe we define it differently. What is respect for me and my culture may be disrespect for you and your culture. Or even within our own cultures, we may have these differences, personal differences of how we define these things. And so there's this other rule, this other law that you may have heard of, uh, some people, and I don't remember who made this one up, but it is the platinum rule. Treat others how they want to be treated. So instead of me um, portraying or uh, projecting my idea of what is respect and the love and appreciation, etc., onto you and then treating you that way, instead I'm being more in tune and paying more attention to what you actually do want. And then I'm giving you that. I'm treating you that way. And I think there's something to be said for that. In fact, there's a lot to be said for that. If we read books on sales or on marketing or um, relationships or business, all sorts of books talk about this kind of concept. In fact, I'm reading one book right now called The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. I think I talked about this in a recent. Excuse me. Talked about this in a recent episode. And it's so important, I think, because there he's talking about how how most of us are by default uh, once we hit a certain age. And I think he says like around five. Like when you're young, little kid, you know, you your whole life depends on other people, other people to feed you, to clothe you, to uh, take care of you. And so you are very much more aware of others. You have to be. You have to be paying attention to them in a sense to see, you know, what they're doing. You're, you're dependent, right? And once you get to a, uh, the age of five, I think is the number he throws out there. He probably doesn't throw it out there. He probably has research to back it up. But the idea being that at that point, you kind of start looking maybe more inward at your own um, place in the world, your own things and uh, maybe less aware of how other people are acting or what's important to those people. And as a result, we kind of, as a species, kind of tend to be more self-absorbed and miss these cues that other people are giving us. That's kind of the, the big idea, right? So with this idea of treating others the way that they want to be treated, 
we might say, well, how do I know what somebody else wants? How do I know what other people want to be treated? Oh, well, I could treat them like how I wanted to be treated. But again, we've already discussed that may not be the same for them. So this idea that we can, so in sales, there's a lot of, if you've done any kind of sales training, there's a lot of books and discussions and trainings on rapport. How do we build rapport? How do we build trust quickly? Right In a sales situation, you don't always have very much time. You have to build a relationship with somebody really quickly or at least be able to earn their trust, get your foot in the door to be able to keep on building that connection and uh, you know, and keep on selling. So there's all sorts of tactics that you learn as a salesperson. And so uh, if you're new to the show or even if you're not, I probably haven't talked about much of my sales experience, of which I have plenty. And uh, let me tell you, <laughs> I've done, I did phone sales for many years and uh, many, yeah, lots of years did phone sales and door-to-door sales, door-to-door marketing, appointment setting, this kind of thing. And so I have a lot of experience with this, with sales. And one of the things they teach you is this idea of like mirroring and matching. We're going to mirror and match our prospect. That way, uh, we they see that we're like them, and uh, we naturally start to sync up with them. And uh, you know, they people like what's like them, and so we're going to be more in rapport, and uh, that'll make it easier to sell to them, to influence them, and earn their trust, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And there's a lot of truth to this, um, as long as you're not overdoing it, as long as you're doing it in kind of a sleazy way where the person is like catching, like, why are you acting weird? How come I move and stand in one position and then you uh, stand and move in the other position? And I'll tell you honestly, this happened to me just the other day. A good friend of mine too, and he, <laughs> this person, um, I don't know that they were doing it consciously. You know, it's something that when you practice it, it just becomes natural, right? It just becomes a natural extension of who you are to just mirror and match people. Uh, that's just, you know, it's one, it's a habit. Like anything, if you practice it enough, it becomes automatic. Now, when does this backfire? Well, um, you know, I'm standing there trying to have a conversation with this person and everything I do after a moment, they're mirroring and matching me. And we're both heavily experienced in sales, so I know exactly what he's doing and I don't know whether he knows I know, but I'm sure he probably did if he stopped to think about it. But in the moment, he I don't know how conscious he was aware of him doing it to me. And uh, to be honest, it was a little bit annoying, right? It's like, okay, bro, like, I get it. Like, stand your own way. <laughs> Quit mirroring and matching me. Um, you know, but but I guess this kind of ties right into the point. He was so in tune with either what he was saying to me and trying to, um, you know, entice me with or sell me on, uh, and whether he was consciously mirroring me and matching me or it was just, or you know, part of the unconscious uh, habits that he's just got, he wasn't picking on the fact that picking up on the fact that I was getting annoyed by it, and that is uh, what we're talking about here, right? He was so, and I'm not trying to put this person down. I love him to death. Uh, just the, this first example that pops into mind, right? Is being so caught up in what we're doing, what we're trying to say, what we're trying to sell, whatever we're trying to create, that we miss all these cues that are subtle or maybe completely obvious that the other person is giving us. 
And so we, we fail to make that connection and we fail to act on it. And so therefore we fail to give the person what they want. I wanted uh, a little bit of space in a sense, not physical, but kind of. I don't want somebody who's trying to gear and match me so hard. You know, it's like, okay, this is like just feeling awkward at this point for me. Like I know what's going on, but can we just not? And uh, so that's just kind of a great example, I think. So let's look at some other examples of the golden rule. And how have you applied the golden rule? Or what kind of things, better than that, what kind of things for you let you know that somebody is doing something for you? Like something that makes you happy. That may, So um, totally random example, but not random again, I guess. Actually, the more I think about it, it seems random on the surface, but there's some deep-seated things behind it that uh, I may or may not get into. Um, so there's this great song by Blink-182. They got all sorts of great songs, but one of my all-time favorites, one that I used to listen to a lot back in the day, and uh, me and all the guys and my friends in our band and whatnot, um, there's this line where he's talking about, it, it, he's singing a song about his girlfriend, right? And um, one of the things, he, and he's just singing all the things she does for him, like, my girlfriend brings me home when I'm too drunk to drive. And, <laughs> and there's this other line where he says, and she brings me, she brings me Mexican food from Sombrero, just because. So, uh, first of all, what's awesome about that is that sombrero, like I live here in San Diego, so we have sombreros all over the darn place, which is awesome. And then uh, on top of that, um, I love Mexican food and I love burritos. That's like one of my most specialist foods in the world. I love them. And uh, it's when my wife surprises me with a burrito, it's like, okay, yeah, it costs five bucks. You know, it's not like some crazy expensive kind of thing, but it means so, it means the world to me because she knows I love them. I don't eat them all the time. I used to eat them all the time, literally every day, but I had to cut that back a little bit. So now it's a treat, right? I only eat them once a week. Um, and if she happens to be like ordering dinner that night, she doesn't want to cook or we're going to go out and she says, hey, do you want to grab a burrito? Heck yeah, you know I do, right? It just gets me excited. Why? Because she knows that about me. She knows that for me, that's an easy way to my heart. Get me a bean and rice burrito and I'll freaking love you forever, pretty much. So that's that's kind of like um, a way that she knows. Now, if I offer her to get her a burrito, she would not be happy. Why? Because to me, that's like the ultimate, like, oh, she knows me. She loves me. She's doing this sweet thing for me. But if I offer her a burrito, she would be like, you don't know me at all who is this person? Like, I thought you loved me, you know? And I would have to say, hey, well, first of all, I would have to say, I know that she's on the diet right now and she wouldn't want any Mexican food. So I wouldn't offer, I wouldn't offer that at all. But if I uh, knew it, like, you know, we we're going to go out to dinner or something, I'd say, hey, let's go to uh, on the border. It's not real, real Mexican food. Not that our real, real Mexican food here in San Diego is real, real Mexican food, I guess. But more real it's like it's like a sit-down restaurant okay we have this place called on the border it's not too far and uh it's quote-unquote mexican food and um she likes it and i like it too you know we can all agree that it's awesome delicious food how mexican is it i don't know you know that's up for debate but i know that i could say that and she'd be really excited because one of her things that makes her feel loved and special and awesome is when we go out to dinner 
like, hey, let's go out to dinner as a family, or, you know, maybe we can get uh, mom-in-law to watch the kids, and we can go out on date night, and I can take her out to dinner. Boom, I just earn points. Why? Because I know that that is something that is special and important to her. So you're getting the picture, right? We it it's what is it for that person? And people give us clues. How close do we pay attention? How close do we monitor and remember it? And I'm not certainly not trying to preach because I fail at this plenty, right? There's um, but then there's other times where I crush it. You know, like I know certain things about certain friends, like what they like to. Uh, what do I know about my friends? Ah, different things. You know, I'd have to stop and really think about it. But, you know, we have those kind of things I think a lot of us do have where it's like, oh, so-and-so likes this or doesn't like that. And then it's a matter of, okay, are we acknowledging that? Are we acting on that? And if not, is there a way that we could? Is there a way that we could take better notes about that person, mental notes or physical notes? Uh, maybe we have a custom re customer relationship management system or a Rolodex system to keep track of these kind of things so that we can be more on top of it. So that's uh, kind of the big idea, I think, for today is this idea of the golden rule and how can we apply it to business and life and how can that impact our relationships and then what ways can you actually start to implement that today in your life for total awesomeness. So that's it, my friend. I hope that uh, you're able to think of some special ways to apply the golden rule and uh, even better, the platinum rule, right? I'm not going to force my idea of what I think is love or awesomeness onto you. I'm going to shower you with gifts or praise in a way that is meaningful for you. And it's going to be different for the way that I would do that to the next person, right? And the better I'm able to pay attention to those cues and uh, maybe they are even, you know, very overt. Maybe someone's just like, I love chocolate chip ice cream. It's the best thing in the whole world. Okay, great. Boom, mental note. Get this person chocolate chip ice cream on their birthday, right? Some people rock at this. And and I guess even as I'm saying that, right, I, I'm... I'm already, look, I'm already uh, deflecting responsibility for it. Like, oh, it's easy for some people. Did you hear how I almost went down that road, that, down that route? That would be a, um, you know, I've, I've gone into depth on this in some other podcasts. Oh, it's easy for them because, geez, it's easy for that person because I almost did it. Oh, it's easy for some people because it just comes naturally to them. Well, why does it come naturally to them? Were they born with this ability to do that or was that something they learned or both? Is it something that they were kind of already good at and they just practice more? Sure, probably some people are more naturally better than others at it. Heck, what the heck? Sorry, friend. Treat me how I want to be treated. Don't interrupt my podcast, right? All right. There we go. So that's it, friend. The platinum rule, the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them undo to you or do to others as they would want to be done to. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Figure it out. Go out, crush it, take action, systematize it if you can, make notes, turn it into a process or into something you can schedule and flow with it. And until next time, my friend, be flowing. <laughs>